When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we got a special episode this week for all you fans of God of War. We have a heavy hitter, a titan amongst men himself, Mr. Eric Valdez. He's going to join us to talk about being a character artist on God of War. Brandon, since you know more about that art talk, why don't you give him a better intro? <laughs> Eric is a special pal. Like we started at Spark together. You know, we have, yeah. although he went to a different AI campus, we talked a little bit about, you know, where he went to college. And before mm-hmm. that, you know, what he wanted to be before even becoming an artist, which was a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll never guess, actually. We should. That's that's a juicy one. Save that for the episode. We'll save that for later. Yeah. So obviously, mm-hmm. we went kind of. We went with him through his journey, uh, and he's currently over at uh, Sony Santa Monica. Just yep. shipped God of War for uh, PS4. And uh, along the way, we <laughs> we made a lot of turns towards uh, Adobe ripping him off, uh, and uh, and other things like that. So uh, this is a good episode with old pals basically and one last shout out to his significant other for putting him on the right path that's uh one last joke that's hidden in the episode for you so definitely go check it out if you want to understand that inside joke all right let's get into the episode let's do it Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what time it is. You know what rhyme it is. It's Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team, the number one podcast team for game development, game-related stories, and the lifestyle of game developers. I didn't do it by myself. I'm always here as part of the team. Had to bring him back. This is his second time hosting the show with me, by the way. Special guest, Mr. Brandon Pham. Always happy to be back. This is Brandon Pham. Welcome to this sweet episode (laughs) bringing a special guest eric valdez how are you doing eric yo 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 eric valdez with an s all right (laughs) my bad we got another rapper on the show what's up man pretty good pretty good happy to be here man glad to have you man so this is part of the podcast where i ask you our special guest eric a little bit about your background your resume give our audience and listeners out there a little idea of who you are, where you oh, came from, where you are. Why are you so cool, man? Why are you so awesome? <laughs> None of those things, man. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess I, uh, well, I'm originally from Cuba. And hey. this is why I speak so funny. And this is more like the real accent, not like the, the Tony, uh, not, not the Scarface <laughs> accent. Cuban accent. <laughs> Uh, no, no one says say hello to my little whatever. <laughs> uh, so I, I moved to Florida. I went to went to art school. Actually, I have a. I went to. Uh, well, I want like I wanted to be a break dancer, and my wife was like, "There's no way I'm gonna marry a break dancer." <laughs> and <laughs> just like, is there anything else you've been doing in your life? I'm like, I play games and draw, and and then. Uh, the next day she was like, well, there's a school that teaches game art and they play, oh, you know, wow. they play games and they, they do wow. art. 
And she then, saved your life. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah she did. Bro. <laughs> oh, you, you can actually curse here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 is, she, is she near you? Can we interview her instead? No, <laughs> no I'm just messing with you. The responsible. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Come with a belt and hit me in the back of the head or something. <laughs> um, nah, nah, but yeah, she was like, you know, she was straight up like, you know, you better get your shit straight and uh, I'm not marrying no dancer. And uh, so I went to art, art, the Art Institute and I was there for a little while. Uh, actually, like the Art Institute and school and all that stuff, I do have a, a mixed feelings because, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, schools. I, I do feel like schools nowadays and shit. Like they, you know, they're pumping out way too many kids. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and actually, I, I'm a teacher at Noman, so I know I know about this for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, you know, I went to the Art Institute and and, and uh, it, it was great and and okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I struggled for a little bit. I worked a couple of studios in Florida. Um, then I got contacted by Spark in LA. Yep. Uh, they, that was my first studio in LA. Yeah, where I met you fools. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some of the actually some of the best people I've ever worked in the industry. Actually, I met them at Spark for sure. Yep. Uh, and and this is proof. Like after even after so many years, we're still talking, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so after Spark, I went to. Uh, you know, Spark had that other project, Yaiba, and I went to Yaiba. And uh, so even though there were both Spark projects, there were like different teams, different different companies or whatever. Um, after that, I went to the workshop, which is, uh, I, don't, I don't even think that they're called the workshop anymore in Marina. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. the worst, the worst name for a studio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would tell people I work at I work at the workshop, and they're like, "Oh, what workshop?" You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, building. They yeah. probably didn't. <laughs> they didn't have the best SEO with that name. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, damn! All right, I'll, I'll deal with it." And then, uh, so at the workshop, it was pretty cool, dude. I actually, um, you know, I was working on on a horror film, on a horror game. Mm-hmm. And I cannot do horror. I'm a, I like cheesy comedies and, and romantic uh, <laughs> movies, and uh, and I, I I couldn't work on the game. And then uh, I mean, it, there's a, a lot of shit happened. You guys can ask me later about that. But then I went I went on to, I went on to uh, Luma Pictures. I was there for nearly two years working in film. Uh, and after that, I I made the switch to go to Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica, and that's where I'm at now. Hey. Yeah. Shout out. Well, what what what'd you work on at Sony Santa Monica? Just in case the podcast listeners. Oh, oh this this little game, man. This little game that just came out. Uh God of War. Oh hey, congrats. Shit. Congrats, man. Heavy hitter right there. Thanks, man. It, it, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of hard work and and fun work and uh, it, it was it was actually super amazing to see it. Uh, so well received that's that's for sure and just for our audience also because i'm i know the answer to this question i know you but can you please tell them what specialization that you chose in the game industry yes i am uh, i should have said that right duh uh i'm a character artist i i do i push and pull vertices and then i apply colors to them and then <laughs> somehow they create characters Yep. Amen. One of the best, man. One of the best. You're at Noman. You know, you went, you graduated from Art Institute. How could you not be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top tier. <laughs> In a way, you have to be, fool, because they, they fucking, they don't give you much to work with. <laughs> if there's anything I learned from the Art Institute, you better, like, search for your own, uh, for your own education. 
So which Archon suit? Let's let's uh let's put that uh <laughs> as a target. So which art institute were you victim to? Uh, oh, not, not victim because like oh, of course, it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half, half feet in, half feet on. Because it's it's uh yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, like I was when I was young, right? I was like I said, I was a break dancer, and, uh, <laughs> and and I used to make fun of people who spend all the times in computers. All right, yeah, I used yeah. to like, and, and this is when when like CG gods and the universe kind of like karma got me back because now I sit yeah. in a computer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but before I, I went to the Art Institute, honestly, like, I had no idea about computers. I, I never really ha- uh, owned a computer. I, I didn't even know how to copy and paste or anything like that. So mm-hmm. all that shit I learned in, in the Art Institute, right? So it's like, um, oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, so I, I cannot really say anything, anything bad about it just because of how ignorant that was. You literally went from zero, like zero computer efficiency or proficiency to, you know, top level game industry exec or artist from starting at our institute. You went from zero, like your first day of school. Yes, sir. Wow. I have a lot of respect for you, man. Yes, sir. And I had, I had no idea. Um, and and like, just like the specific computer shit, I I had no idea. Um, I, uh, I, I, then I took a a history class on game art and that's where mm-hmm. i learned about pong and all this shit you know like <laughs> I, I didn't even know anything about it besides uh, i grew up playing killer instinct and uh, halo and all that stuff but i never knew like there you know there were games past killer instinct or <laughs> combo breaker <laughs> fuck yeah dude yeah, yeah i spent a lot of time on that game so was character art uh when did you decide to to focus on character art Nice. That's that's a good question, man. I, I so when I was in the art institute, I I initially wanted to be a concept artist, mm-hmm. and um, that that didn't you know flourish into anything. <laughs> then I wanted to be uh, an animator, mm-hmm. right? I took all my electives in animation, so I took nine months of animation, mm-hmm. and uh, and after nine months, I only had like twenty seconds of animation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And shitty animation too. So I was like, <laughs> "No, nah, this this takes too long. What's next? What's next?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so like everything had always been some sort of like character driven, mm-hmm. uh, a specific a specific job. And uh, um, well, the moment I dis- discovered ZBrush and box modeling on on a face and everything, that's when when everything changed for me. And I, mm-hmm. and, I, and it happened pretty early, to be honest. I, I must have been maybe 20 or 21 when I, I was already doing characters. Um, and, and, uh, and I was super passionate about it. I fell in love with it and, and I'm still in love with it. Um, kind of like, I, I tell like, you know, now I teach at Noman, right. And, um, mm-hmm. like in one class the, the students have to make one character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for my first character class, I made seven characters, right. Damn. So I was like, no, no fucking around. Like, yeah. and, and it's perhaps in a way because like, I knew so little and, and I, you know, I had that, that hunger, right? Like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, I better kind of like keep up and, and learn. And, and it was such a world of uh, discovery, you know? Um, so yeah, dude, like ever since then, it's just being character and, and as I'm still at it, it's, it's a discipline that fucking takes a long time to, to start getting good at. And, and, uh, and even when you start getting good at, right, you, you go work on the next character and it's already completely different. Mm-hmm. Right? It imposes like new challenges and 
it, it's 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 a hell of a hell of a career. I fucking love it for sure. Thinking back, did you uh, go? Sorry, no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Do you have any standout characters that you early in your career that you were very proud of that maybe were homage to games that you kind of you know played a lot along the way or? Did you have any very early projects that you really knew was like, yeah, man, this is a badass piece of art, even early in your career? Like, did you know that not just the passion was there, but the skill? Like, with animation, you had 20 seconds, but it was shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you, how did you know that, like, okay, not only am I passionate about this, but it's actually good? Where was that first, like, moment where you realized, like, all right, I have the talent and the passion? Oh, shit. That's such a good question, man. Damn. <laughs> maybe it's still shitty and just no one has told you right like you know we, uh, that's uh, why i ask <laughs> i just yeah, don't know yeah because I, I i don't think very highly of anything i do you know oh but, man but i do remember yeah i do have the artist curse right i, I don't yeah, you yeah. know um but i do remember kind of like things clicking a little bit more than or on the concept side or animation, mm-hmm. you know, things kind of, uh, I, I, for some reason I had a better understanding of 3d, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and that shit really came natural, you know? And, and, and I, and I knew like, uh, I have friends that I was helping, I was helping them out when, while I was in school and everything, just because I, I had my proportions down, like, mm-hmm. you know, since I was in school and, uh, and, 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 and before I even picked up a, uh, a book on anatomy. I, I knew where to place the muscles, and I knew mm. like proper head uh, size and uh, and all that stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if it was because of like I used to work out a lot, and and I was into mm. martial arts, and I was always like uh, with my brother when we work out, looking in the mirror, see who like who flex more. <laughs> so you have to get like pop that one vein in the in the chest. So, oh yeah, you don't mm. have that, you sucker. You know, like, <laughs> um, when I, that's like that's how we were when we were growing up and i think that once i picked up like a 3d package where i could actually scope some of that shit in it, it just mm-hmm. it just came in naturally now as far as an actual piece that changed everything for me i don't i can't do i cannot think of one honestly mm-hmm. uh, i think out of all my work there's only one image that i like and i, I won't even tell nobody uh mm-hmm. but there's only one image that till now i i like and it's because he actually feels a little bit more like renaissance art like uh, mm-hmm. like I'm a big fan of Rembrandt and his uh his uh, uh portrait uh paintings and uh, it's the only one that is similar to that and that that's probably why I like it but the execution of it it's not even that great or anything like that but the feel it's pretty cool you know I, I would never even say which piece it is but okay <laughs> no worries <laughs> this is a big dramatic build up <laughs> oh no come on I'm just teasing. so you're just quickly before we we kind of close the chapter on your education right was there a teacher or or someone of influence that helped steer you uh and and just really propelled your career dude i i would say like i, I was that student at the at that at those early years of the art institute that dude, i paid attention on every class right mm-hmm. uh, like i i knew how expensive that shit was Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so even when I was taking like architecture or or um, Unreal scripting, which back then I think it was Unreal three or Unreal two, I don't even remember. It was right. terrible, and so I, but I was really trying my best, and I learned from every teacher. There was this one guy for sure, man. That um, this guy named Mike Nieta. 
and this this yeah. dude dude he was an animator modeler uh and he would like uh you know back in those days you had before no maps you had to paint all your information in right mm-hmm. right now that's kind of like oh people think of it oh this is this is like the warcraft look or whatever but uh, back in those days everyone was painting their textures in and mm-hmm. taking the normal maps and i mean their ao into the textures and diffuse and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh and this guy dude like he knew it all he, we would ask him a question that, that perhaps one thing he didn't know and he would come in the next class fucking master of it you know it was yeah. like so 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 much respect for that guy yeah. uh, definitely a person that even till now i i remember when i worked on when i was in, on film and he saw one of my films and he saw my one of my credits on the on the movie theater where he was at uh he he texted he, he messaged me on facebook saying oh how proud he was of me and i oh, took that man. chance and i told him dude dude you don't even know bro like how mm. much you helped me you mm. know so mike Nieta, dude that that when i was in school he was the man for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like we're, that. I mean, of course, half of it is, uh, you know, being being a good teacher, but you being a great student, I, I'm sure you would look around and a lot of students would be wasting time or not as receptive as you were. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the flip side of that, like what would make a bad student? And if there, there's a student now and they need a wake up call, what would you say to them while they're paying this Dude. pricey? education <laughs> Dude, exactly right that's one of the things that actually even even bothers me till now right even though i know i know man uh almost every student there it's it's pretty much well set in their path right they mm-hmm. when they go to norman they kind of know exactly what they want to do and all this stuff every now and then you do get a couple there uh you start thinking dude like it is expensive man like you know do not waste your time you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, and, and it happened, let's say when I was in the art Institute, there was a, a gaming room and there would be, there was a lab room right next to the game room. And there will probably be maybe six of us working in the lab and there mm-hmm. would be 30 people playing games or whatever. Yeah, right. 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 So it's, it's at, at some point you have to make a decision of like, you know, it's at least for me, right. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle, right. It's a career mm-hmm. choice. It's, it's not just a hobby. It's not just something that I do on the side. Like, so all the other people, every, every person that was in the lab, um, took it as a lifestyle. Right. And, and mm-hmm. all of them, uh, some of them worked on the industry and then they got out of it. And some of them are still working in, in the industry. I personally, I don't even know any of the, of the students that were in the, in the game art room. Yeah. No, but but, but it, it is sad, bro. Like, dude, like it's expensive. You go to these expensive schools, and you come you come here to play games. Yeah, come on, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of it too. Um, at least when I was going to school, I felt like students who weren't academically excelling felt mm-hmm. like art was kind of like the back fall fallback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fallback. yeah. And so, you know, if they're not good at academics and they're not good at art well i mean it's really hard to come to grips to who you are as a person right and maybe it was something else that wasn't offering but at least when i was going back to school like this this idea of a game and dev education was this uh, anomaly right this thing that that's just there that maybe it's my path but i don't know and it isn't until you are like ninety thousand dollar in where you realize the good students is like yeah you know it was expensive 
And to the batsman, yes, it was expensive. But the difference is I, I made some friends and, you know, I'm going to use this as a fuel to get the job that I need to yeah, get yeah. to pay off everything and versus the other student who's like, oh, well, I, I guess I got this and I got to, you know, get a regular job just to pay for it forever. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely uh, a, 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 there's no middle, there's no gray area. It just seems uh, like a, you either got in or you didn't. And yeah. And in a way, it was really reflective of the game industry, right? It was very cutthroat. Like only the good people get it gets in. Only the the ones that are persevering actually make it. Right? That's true. Because, like you said, there there isn't you know, the door is so small to actually get your yep. foot in in the door. And you, and you, yeah, yeah. And you, you get into a studio and you start talking to people, and everyone has a similar story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's super cool. It's it's. Uh, you feel like uh, you you belong somewhere, or or you're not you you're not the the only person that went through those struggles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, studios are filled with people that went through some heavy struggles and they they came out just you know successful. You know, right. Well, speaking of studios, right? You, you worked at plenty, right? <laughs> uh, that are very versatile, very different, right? So let's yes, let's go from the very beginning to, to where you are now. Like every studio, I feel like there's always a lesson or yeah, or, yeah, or like sure. an advancement in your personal career. For sure. So, I, uh, I have to be careful with this one, but... Of course. Uh, without without I'll blowing any smokes. <laughs> but what was maybe the surprising thing, things that you mm. learned maybe at your first studio? Was it, was it Spark you mentioned or was it somewhere else? Well, I... So I was uh, actually, it was a student in Florida where I, I learned a lot, but let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and there's a huge difference. I don't know if it happens with like Texas or other States, but, uh, there's a big difference between, uh, let's say that studio I was at in Florida. Then when I moved to California, it was a completely different vibe, completely different culture. Um, I think since there really aren't that many studios in Florida, especially back then, like mm-hmm. Magic Leap or anything like that, they weren't there. Um, they were like the only ones that were decent, uh, that they could get away with a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, which doesn't really happen in LA, pretty, you know? Um, in, in LA, you feel like, well, if something happens, fuck it, I'll just go to the next studio or mm-hmm. know, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people there didn't, yeah, they were just stuck in Florida, right? Uh, so I, I learned a lot, dude, for sure. My first, my first character was, uh, um, it was this character Zed for the first Borderlands, mm-hmm. and that was super cool. Um, and then I started doing uh, all, all the works for them, and and uh, it got a little bit like the relationship fell apart, and uh, I, I went full on. So I, I was working for them, and I was part time at Whole Foods, and I decided to not do any work, any more work for them and go full-time at Whole Foods. I, I, ha- I had listened to, at that, at that time, I, I was looking for inspiration, and I listened to one of Bobby's shoes. You, um, you guys know who he is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, um, schoolism, is it? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. And, and, <laughs> and he had talked about, like, he, had, he went to something similar where, um, like, so he was working at an art place, that was consuming all his energy. And then when he got home, he didn't have any energy left to do any more art. So he made the decision or something like that. I don't remember it was back then to quit his mediocre art job to, mm-hmm. uh, 
um, just so that he can have full energy on to do his personal art. So I did something similar once I heard that, you know, this guy did it. And I was like, fuck, I, I got to do something uh, similar. So I decided to not work for those people anymore. I went full time at Whole Foods and, uh, you know, obviously nothing, nothing. I was the, one of the grocery guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, it kept my fitness up, but not my art skills. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, when I got home, I was full of hunger, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to, to do art. You know, and uh, it was completely from vibe, and and I was able to actually go into a, a cave for for a good while, and uh, mm-hmm. I start I started pumping out work every two weeks, and he got the the interest of uh, um, there was this guy uh, you may not know him, but he's like he runs CGMA Manny, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, he actually he created um, he went to the Art Institute, and um, he was looking at portfolios, and I had already left. Uh, the AI and he saw my portfolio and he was like, Oh shit, this is a, uh, you know, uh, potential. Mm-hmm. So he like threw out some great people that, uh, AI had there, um, got in touch with me. And, uh, so we kind of like started a, a, a relationship and he was like, dude, he was one of those, he, at the time he worked at DreamWorks for like 12 years and dude, he was so fucking honest with me and like the work that I needed and, and everything what I what I had to do and where I needed to fix and fucking incredible guy early on in in, in my career mm-hmm. and um, so yeah he hooked me up with like there's so much knowledge people to meet just like classes like he would create master classes and he would invite me in just so I could listen to famous uh um you know Pete, Pete Zuppi mm-hmm. um he would actually. Uh, that's one of the ones that I remember going one of the, his master classes where I went in there and I fucking came out of there like saying, I know Kung Fu, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was so much knowledge that guy had, yo. And, um, uh, so yeah, that guy was pivotal, man, in, in my, in my early, early career. And, uh, it was through his, one of his events that I, I met, uh, Fausto De Martini. You, you guys know mm-hmm. who he's a, mm-hmm an amazing Very designer artist yeah 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 and he dude he looked at my portfolio and he was like do you know you actually your sculpting is pretty good but you gotta start applying color to these things because at the time i was only i was only focusing on on sculpting and modeling mm-hmm. and i was like color color <laughs> 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 you mean like rgb and shit he's like yeah color <laughs> and uh and that's it, dude. And then I went on to like I started. I picked up rendering and shading mm-hmm. and all just just for that one little advice, you know. Wow. It's 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 all like and, and these people may have, may, maybe didn't even know how much effect they had in my life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but I, I, you know, I was a sponge for sure, and I was just learning from all these great people. Fucking, I, I listened to everything they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was all, through all this help that I was able to let's say get to the next studio. Right. And then in the next studio, I would learn from all these people. And then, uh, you know, when the opportunity came, I was able to go to another studio, right? Just from the peers mm-hmm. around me. Um, so, yeah, when the whole Florida thing ended, I, I got the job at Spark. And actually, Spark was awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I, it really I, was, man. As you guys probably for sure know, and that the people there were incredible. Um, you know, this is what I, I always tell the students, like, you know, th- they want to work in big projects, right? And I'm like, right. you know, sometimes it, actually the thing you remember is the people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing, exactly. the thing, Yeah, the thing you remember is the day-to-day, you know, the, the lunch, the, the laugh, whether you have one day in some meeting or some 
crazy lunch thing that happened or whatever. Those are those are the things that you remember, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Spark was great, dude. I I, I loved Spark, and uh, so, so I, I went in there as a junior, you know, mm-hmm. and I had already gone through so crazy training that like um, on my first day, uh, actually on my I was supposed to go have a week of of because uh, I was a max and XSI guy. I didn't know how to use Maya, and uh, so in, in my third day, I was supposed to. It was supposed to be a week of training on Unreal and Maya. And on my third day, they put me on the main like robot for the VS for the for the for James VS. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the the main vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit! Like I didn't even know how to. <laughs> how to use Maya and I, I talked to a buddy of mine there and do the guy like uh, Daniel Ramirez I don't know if you guys remember him right. oh, I remember Danny shout yeah. out to Danny Ramirez dude he's amazing and and the fucking guy like dude like he, he, he would stay with me after work and like teach me his like way of working in Maya which I still use still today mm-hmm. uh, that, that's how solid his pipeline was and uh, um, and his hotkeys and all this stuff um so he was incredible, dude. Like he he was like he would stay with me through lunch after work, because I, to, I I told him, dude, I needed the help, and he was just kind enough to to help me out. Um, so I I would go home and practice Maya. I would the weekend Maya, and then when I came in that following uh, second week, I already knew Maya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's a hardcore I've always been, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and so, like, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer on, like, you know, you, you got to do the, the work outside of work. Like, you got to do, um, you know, you got to put the time into it. And then mm. you, you put, you know, you, you work really hard outside of work. And then when you go to work, things are easy. You know, things mm-hmm. are perhaps easier, you know, because it, it's still hard. Um, but they're, they're a little bit easier, you know. Um, so that was, like, my, my first my first two weeks at Spark, do like, jumping into, mm-hmm. like, main stuff and and... And what I loved about Spark was like the even though I was a junior, like Scott, my my lead at the time. Yeah. Uh dude, he had so much fucking faith Skeeting. in me. It's fucking Scott Eaton. Uh he had so much faith in me, bro. He was like, dude, you're working on this back, go to the meetings, be part of the meetings, and then just report back to me. So I you know, I'm I'm a young guy just fucking like trying to like, you know, talk with talk to a designer or a programmer who's you know who's doing the AI for my character and um, it was a fantastic vibe, dude. Like you felt so important, you know. You felt you felt like you were part of the project and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you felt like he was training you to be elite someday, you know, down in your uh, path. Uh, it, it was mm-hmm. great, dude. The spark spark was phenomenal. Man, and I think you wait, wait, hold up. You worked on one of the best character models I've ever seen in a game ever in my entire life. Remember Foster the Green? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta explain. You gotta explain this. What, what, what? Foster's Green was the best character model I've ever seen. Hands down, dude. The, the, the anatomy was just incredible. The, the, uh, all right, I'll I'll stop yeah. running the gag. So I think uh, Lost Planet Three was in need of some character models, and they're like, "Hey, let's just take some people from around the office. Let's three D scan them, and we'll get some characters like real quick." So of course I jumped up. I was like, "Yeah, me." Let me do it, me. <laughs> and Eric actually got to take the yeah. the reference model and actually turned me into a badass looking dude named yeah. Foster's the Green 
in the Lost Planet Three world, uh, my face. How awesome was that? Oh, baby? just the face is not yeah. a full full anatomy scope. Did you nah, go underneath nah, the clothing? Nah. You have to reimagine this digitally. <laughs> oh, I, I think I, I think we wanted to, but then the riggers couldn't rig uh, Larry, Larry's biceps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, people don't even know this about Larry because he's wearing a sweater right now. But he's biceps are the size of my thighs, dude. Yeah, well, that was back in the day. Anyway, come on. I, I had to say that. I had to say that. Enough about me, man. That was just it was it was so awesome. That, and this comes full circle for me. Like I'm having a moment that to see you go so far in your career. And to know that, like, yeah, man, like, you gave me one of the best memories I have in the game industry. And to this day, I can be like, this game, like, I'm in there, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool, dude. Like, I, I even get all giggly and silly. <laughs> it, it is true. Like, I remember working on your face and uh, <laughs> and showing it and, like, getting approved. And then seeing it in the cinematic and everything, it was fucking baller, dude, bro. What's crazy is they're like, Larry, okay, we're going to have to make some adjustments. You don't look mean enough. <laughs> like, so, like, you're so They need to... Yeah. Yep, we we have to we have to make you a little a little angry. Had know? to toughen it up. Yeah, for Larry the Kratos. I mean, that's credit journey. Well, I mean, look, I, I definitely want to kind of give you props with your work ethic because that's that's the toughest thing. We're talking about always motivating game developers to work inside of work, do a kick ass job at work, but going home and and practicing your craft because that that takes you a lot further than you would think um, once you're at it. So what, what, what are the down moments where you needed motivation? What kind of things that you do to help boost Hmm. your motivation when you need it most? Like, because that, that is the toughest thing. Real life happens as game developers age and it gets tougher and tougher to go back to a computer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and oh, like yeah. you said, you know, nerds nerds are cool now, but back then, you know, <laughs> it wasn't always the case. So. Oh shit! Um, see, you see, I so for sure, all right. I I am not able to um, sleep as little as I did back in the days and still function. Not mm. not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like even when I was a spark, I had maybe four hours of sleep at night, and boom, I was good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 32 now, and yeah, the body does not agree with that anymore. You know, uh, I, I still sleep around six to seven hours, and and that's okay for now. And I'm I'm, and as I, as I age more, I'm pretty sure that I I'm gonna need my eight to ten. <laughs> um, In comparison, what were your hours before? Oh, dude! I know. I, I would sleep like maybe four or five hours a night. Yeah, and uh, you gotta do it while you're young, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so fuck. And it, so it, it, it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. Um, I got I got in trouble once because like I went to this talk and and some student asked me so who was obviously struggling with his uh with his um. <laughs> Uh, like you know, he was he was what you know about this? No, I just have a feeling I know where it's going. Like no, the the guy asked me like, uh, how do I deal with like feeling down or sad or whatever when oh, it comes to my right. yeah yeah no, no no I was wrong so yeah so thank, thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, and, I, and I told him that I never really felt that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought about it, and in a way, I never I never allowed myself to feel to feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's put it that way, because um, I'm always so. Let's say I, I never really had any any. Let's say I've always had the the hunger because I never felt like I'm good enough for 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 the the character, right? I'm I'm always mm-hmm. like I always think it could be better. And that's why working on a on a, on a project is great because the, the the time is done and they got, they have to pull it away from you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but all my all my personal projects, I I just uh, it's just it's 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 kind of like I don't allow myself to doubt the work. Like the moment I feel like it's I accomplished to say the one elbow anatomy I wanted, I'm moving straight up to the wrist anatomy, mm-hmm. and and I'm moving then back to the face because I haven't worked in the face I don't know in three weeks. And I'll just post out a phase, and then I move on to the next character, and I move on to the next character, hiding, hiding the fact that fuck yeah, I, I do feel like uh, shit. You know, like am I ever gonna get this elbow right, mm-hmm. or is am I ever gonna get a face to look right? But I don't, I don't allow myself to even ask that question. You see, I just move on to the next face study, to the next muscle study, to the next character uh, block out, to the next. So like that's kind of like my advice to like students or people who are listening. If they're feeling down, you just, just pick up the Wacom tablet and go at it and work on it for two hours. And then the next day work on another thing, not even the same thing. You just work at it. Just work at it. Kind of like let, let the work get you out of that slump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shitty answer, but that's, it's, 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 it's an honest answer. So hopefully people appreciate that. Well, speaking of honest answers, I'm going to need five of them from you in a very short period of time because it's now time to play the fast five. Oh, motherfucker. I know. I gotcha. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you five rapid fire questions and I need five honest rapid fire answers. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. You ready for this? Uh, how fast do you need the answer? Because I'm not a really fast guy. Oh, hey. Oh, it's, uh, I, I, you'll probably be just fine. Uh, we've had some people who didn't really get the fast part of it very well. So let's just try it and see how it goes. You ready? Yeah. All right. Question number one What was the first video game you played when you were in Cuba? In, I think it was Super Mario World, I think. All right. Yeah, Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Question number two, your favorite breakdance move that you can still do? <laughs> it's going to be the L kick freeze, man. I, I, I can do no windmills no more. I'm too fat now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to YouTube the L kick freeze, but I remember seeing you do the windmill. <laughs> question number three, what is the most popular character model that you've worked on to date? Mm, professionally or professionally or you know even if it was a personal one but which one do you think you're most known for today which one got the most attention got around the most shit i don't know so i was pretty happy to let's say i worked a lot in uh uh in on kratos you know mm-hmm. um uh, i had a chance to work on thanos on the first guardians mm-hmm. um Fuck, I mean, I, that Deadpool image I made uh, for my person. Oh, the one that got stolen. Yeah, fool. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, we got to go back to that. Thank you. Yeah, that um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been lucky, bro. I've, I've worked in a lot of cool characters. So I, just on top of my head, those are the three that. that okay. 
Yeah. All right. Now the other side of that coin, question number four, what is your least favorite but popular character model that you've worked on? The one that like, ah, you know, I wish I had two more weeks because I would have done X, Y, and Z, but it's out there now. You son of a bitch. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a force the force of the green. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I can take it. I can take it. Question, question number five. If there was one thing you could tell young breakdancing Eric before he became, you know, present day character modeling Eric, what would that be? See, it's, it's, see, I would tell him this, but I don't know if I would really tell him. Like, I would tell him to slow down, you mm -hmm. know, and, and take it easy. But mm -hmm. I don't know, because I know that that's what got me to where I'm at now. But mm -hmm. I wish I would have been able to do it. In a, in a more relaxed manner, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's a deep question. That's a deep answer, bro. Damn. Yeah. Man, it's journalism at its finest. You know, you never know how long you get with these celebrities, so you got to be. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. All right, guys, let's take a break and let's hear from the people who brought you this episode. All right, Brandon, I get it. You know, you're good at art and everything, but how much of what I'm looking at is the stuff that you made and how much is actually from Quixel and Megascans? Because it's getting hard to tell the difference now. And that's the beauty of it, right? That is the point, Larry. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter, right? So because <laughs> <laughs> once you are subscribed to Megascans and their library full of assets, it becomes yours, right? It becomes part of your process so that you can be more creative than uh, sitting there and trying to create the perfect rock. For example, yeah. I'm sitting here every week because every week they have a whole load of mega scan assets and textures that is released to every subscriber. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, structure cements, a lot of uh, scratch phosphate, mm -hmm. sand, more foliage. Everything that you can think of is regularly updated in your library if you are subscribed to mega scans. So I'm pretty sure I'm familiar myself with, you know, Unreal as a tool set for being a game developer, but will, you know, this software help me or other Unreal developers potentially do stuff like architectural visualization or things like that, you know, previs? I'm so glad you asked, Larry. Uh, once you are subscribed, you are automatically given apps like Quixel Bridge that will help you integrate into Unreal 4 or Unity at a mm. click of a button, right? It's wow. auto sets every material. It just gets you started as soon as you pick something from the library. Uh, with that being said, you can create your own Megascan mixes with the Quixel mixer. Okay. This allows you to manually and creatively create your own textures out of the library given to you. Oh, nice. So what you can do if you are interested and you want to try things out, uh, this is a full subscription here right it's not a trial version or anything so the first three months you get 30 percent off just go to the mega scans uh, check out use our special code gdu gdu and you get 30 percent off for your first three months also if you are liking uh the creative process you want to check out 80.lv this is a longtime friend of ours yeah shut up and I'm always checking their website. I'm always checking their things. They have great interviews. They have a great way to look at the creative process of creating environments and art or character. They are really expanding their blog. And every single day, they're great content. It's a great resource for any artists out there that are looking to get better. Yeah. So, like, 
stock investors. They always read the Wall Street Journal every day to become better stock investors, get great tips. This is like the Wall Street Journal for game artists and game developers. It's a a magnificent resource for seeing what your other colleagues are doing in the industry as they break down some of their workflows and very detailed, but also, you know, straight to the point tutorials that they release through the 80.LV interviews. It's, it's really great stuff. It makes me want to do art. So if you are interested, please go to 80.LV. If you want to help us out, if you want to support us in any way, go to our patreon.com forward slash game dev unchained. And uh, for any information on our Discord or what we're up to or anything of that sort, go to our main website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can see the latest episodes. You can sign up to our newsletter. This is something we're doing and we've been doing with all our past guests where we sent out like the greatest tips. And this is a monthly thing. Once a month, we sent out all the episodes, all the contacts we've made with the industry, all the things that we do behind the scenes and we make available to our previous guests. Now we're opening up to all listeners. So this is a great resource for you guys. When we mention things on the podcast, when we mention names, this is a catch all links and email addresses that could be useful if you're an independent developer or a triple a developer that's looking to expand their horizon so can you add me to the list yeah you're ready on larry so the rest of you guys if you are interested just visit our website a lot of our info is there that's it all right let's get back to our episode (laughs) jesus did you want to jump back on the Deadpool stuff? Or? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you guys want, I mean, I, I can tell you maybe. Uh, uh, well, so, yeah, like I, I did the mistake on that image of like not putting my name high enough. So mm-hmm. someone someone went in and cropped it, cropped mm-hmm. it out, wow. of the bottom, out, out of the bottom of the image. And they, st- they started using it everywhere, dude. But like, not just like. Where, oh. where would you? Where would you? As an artist, right? And we'll go back, right? Where would you put it? What's the best place to put your name where oh, it won't like, be cropped out? <laughs> Even the, the things that I'm doing right now, like I'm putting it in like in a tattoo, and I'm putting it. In, ah, uh, I see. I see. Like I'm Part putting character right on the character. Even if it's not my character, fuck it. I'm not. I'm not going through the same thing again. Okay. Like I do. So like I had this thing where like even the people at um. Uh, I went to like a buddy of mine went to the Adobe website and he saw my image, boom, right there, like in the. Wow. And I was like, seriously? And then I I contacted the the um, I think it was on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, and tweeting uh, at him. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, the best I, place. I, I tweeted at somebody and then they got back to me with another email and then I, you know, sent an email to that email and then. They got back to me with, with uh, another email, which wow. was to like some representative or whatever, like some public person at a, at Adobe, and uh, and I replied that guy, and then he gave me the email to the creative fucking uh, uh, executive or some some creative head, whatever at Adobe, and I emailed the guy, and he was the coolest fucking guy in the world, dude. Like he mm-hmm. understood the. The, the problem, I showed him my work in progress images. He understood what had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, nah, he was he, he was a total pro, man. Like uh, Adobe, once they knew what had happened, they they handled it like a pro, mm-hmm. for wow. sure. He did the pro. clap, he clap, did say no more. <laughs> <laughs> he did the, 
math, math, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> yeah, like I was really like, we're like, ready to go ham on him. Like, were they at least very well accommodating throughout the emails? Being they like, were, oh, so okay. they really were, and and I and I wasn't bitter or anything like that. I I just uh, and like like I all I've asked for is for credit, dude. You know, right. like um. And 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 I, and I was very polite on my emails, right? And uh, just by by default, I'm I'm, I'm a very polite guy, and and uh, they were not like you know assholes or anything, dude. They were just like, mm-hmm. okay, this person might be able to help you more with this issue, and then that guy would I would talk to that guy, and he would tell me, all right, actually, this other guy. It was I was talking to a Dell uh, to like some computer guy or whatever, but but they were they were super cool, dude. Like they were. Total, total pros. I have nothing yeah. bad to say. Uh, I think what had happened, they actually received the image, the image from Fox or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a big companies, man. As, as of like, if it was legit marketing stuff. Yeah. And so I, clearly, you know. <laughs> clearly. So I That's had to, that. I had to prove that I, I had done the image. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, like, do Do you have the Maya file? Do you yeah, the- send us the Maya file to prove it? Yeah. <laughs> send us an unencrypted Maya file to prove I have, it. I, I have everything. I have my my seventy test renders before I got the the one that I liked. I have everything. You know. Um. Yeah. So it, it was easy, mad easy to prove it. Fuck yeah! You want proof, motherfucker? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I would have laughed if they were like, "Send us those other sixty-nine test renders." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but right, man. I have to ask. It's almost like a badge of honor, right, and a, a rite of passage for like elite level artists. Also, it's very frustrating, right? But like very now, cool. stepping back, does any part of that experience make you like, yeah, that's right, they ripped off my shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like, so like, let's say it gives you a bit of a confidence boost, right? Because, like, let's say when I make that image, I call all the shots on it, right? Mm-hmm. It was all like me try and error, kind of like analyzing it, you know, seeing what was more impactful, or whatever, like more mm-hmm. more attractive, and just see perhaps the, uh, you know, like a big studio, or whatever, think that it's like legit marketing stuff. Fuck yeah, that 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 that's that, awesome, yeah. That actually helps your 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 confidence on your mm-hmm. decision making, right? Um, it, it gets very frustrating because you don't get any credit. And as an artist, dude, like I, I got my full time job. I, the, you know, that's my my main source of income or whatever. So like, you just give me the fucking credit, or you just if you just talk to me and you let me know that you're gonna use it for this and that, maybe we can work something out. Or, or yeah. but just just have a conversation, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm the big boy in town. I'm just gonna use whatever I want, type of, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one, but I, I'm not super, super happy with you know. Yeah, and it's a short sum game. Like there's, there's only so long you can go by acting like you made something that you didn't. It's gonna bite you in the ass eventually, and that's usually when someone's like, "Okay, do it again. We'll hire you." And you, then your first piece of work is ass. Usually, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. Yeah, I'll, I'll literally make an ass for them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, no, that, that was crazy. I, I think it might have even helped me maybe with the, because uh, I actually worked in the movie as well. Where I was at Luma, mm-hmm. and, and uh, no, I, it, it did help me. I, I believe so, mm-hmm. but it, it was definitely uh, frustrating for sure. Like, yeah. how long was that whole process from the moment you saw it and talking to them? How long did it take to to? 
Um, to squash it, basically. Oh, with the with the Adobe people. Yeah. Um. Not maybe one week to be completely one honest. Week. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's completely good. honest. One week, a couple of people, and uh, they sorted out. They, they were. Nice. I, I can yeah. say, you know, they were, they were total pros. And sure. they got seven extra days of marketing out of it, or how long? Six days, seven? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I do know, and I just, I just can't say. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing. <laughs> but, so, yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah. I mean, like, from that experience up to that point, um, how, how was it transitioning to, to movies a bit for you? From games to movies. Um, so like I, I was at the workshop, right? And uh, I was at the workshop, and uh, um, so that that Manny guy that helped me out, fucking like many many years ago, um, he told me, hey dude, you know my my buddies at, uh, at Luma were looking for this, you know, certain blend shape artists, mm-hmm. and I, I have done a bunch of blend shapes on my on my my personal art that I don't even I don't even put online, and so I, I sent them that stuff. And he sent it to them, and they were like, "All right, let's uh, let's talk to Eric." And um, so it was for a month and a half gig, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I was staff at the workshop, and I had benefits and all this great stuff. And and so I was talking to my wife, and and she obviously the awesome voice of wisdom was like, mm-hmm. "Do not take it, Eric. You know, you you cannot leave." Uh, uh, a full-time gig just for a contract work of a, of a month and a half. And, um, I, I was like, you know, I, I talked to her how much I always wanted to work in film. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, you're an idiot. Go for it. Let's see. We'll, we'll deal with it when, when we have to. And, uh, so I, I took the gig at, at, uh, at Luma. And, and I remember telling my wife, like, baby, once they see how good I am, trust me, they're going to, they're going to keep me on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after one month and a half, they let me go. <laughs> <laughs> was that unexpected or you felt uh, it coming? I, you know, like I felt it coming because like there were no talks of like renewing the contract. Right. 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 And um, so that was, that was, <laughs> that was a kind of a low blow, but uh, a reality check. And, uh, but Hey, you know, after two weeks, they call me back and then, yeah. I spent nearly two years there. There um, you go. So but, you were right in the end. <laughs> Some reprise, yeah. I don't. I don't tell that to my girl. But yeah, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a, that's a topic that we kind of talked about a, a few episodes ago, where um, you know the, the movie industry most of the time it's contract based, right? It's mm-hmm. per project. Oh yeah. And, uh, Thankfully, you, you're you're full time right now. You've been full time before in the game industry. Yep. But you're also seeing a lot of contractors coming in. Like you're seeing the shift with big games where like we hire a lot of contractors. So yes, what, sir. What, what are your feelings about that transition that you feel like triple uh, A companies are are going through, or you yourself gone through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a hell of a good question, and I don't think it has a, an easy answer, right? But. Um, it, 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 I, I guess it, it kind of removes the security, right? That some people, mm-hmm. you know, thought of like, oh shit, like once you get into a, a game, you know, you're going to be there for a long time. You're going to be staff and all this stuff. That that security is almost not there anymore, right? You do have to mm-hmm. um, 
it, it, and it happens like some places still give out staff position like right off the bat and all that stuff but um yeah it, it's it's actually kind of a new right it's a, it's a mm -hmm. very new thing that's happening um so the contracts in film are a lot shorter right than they are yeah. in in games uh i think in games in, in my humble opinion uh, you need people to actually invest in the project a lot more than you do yeah. in in film. Let's say in on from a character per, um, perspective, you like let's say like a dude like me, like I, I need to read you know character backgrounds. I need to uh, really get to know a character. So as I'm making it, sculpting it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so it's not as easy as there's a concept though, and then it's done. Like you really do feel, and and everyone feels on my studio. Like you're making a real person, right? You're making a real character. This character has a soul, and the way you learn the soul is learning the, the who the character is, his path, his faults, his his good things, and um, you cannot do that. Do it on a one month contract, you know. Right. So you you need longer contracts to to game artists to invest in the projects to give the projects the best they can give the the projects, you know. Right. Uh, in, in movies, like let's say. Um, Say so a modeler can just, you know, it's more task based. So they, they give you, or, I don't know, make this uh, weapon or make that, or, uh, mm -hmm. and then that's it. You, you do it. And you actually, the, the one thing I like for movies, to be honest, is like the, the people you, you work around, around you are, so they're not obviously gamers, but they're more like into like real, real shit, right? Mm -hmm. whatever, you, whatever you do has to match a plate. And uh, the, the plate mean like the raw footage, you know, and, and, uh, uh, so they have a, such a good eye for realism, dude. Mm -hmm. that, like when I was at Luma, that was the thing that I, I am always forever thankful for, because like, you know, you start seeing things from like, you know, when you're working in games, you're like, oh fuck it, you know, just just do good enough, maybe no one will see it. Mm -hmm. But when you're working in, in, let's say, when I was at Luma, it was like you have to make things as they really were in real life, you know. Mm -hmm. And there was no very little room for error, and uh, it was it was it was incredible. Like my, my artistic eye developed so much just from from being working in film, and that's why I actually recommend my students to go work in film for a little bit, just so that they get that 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 experience, and then bring it back to games and 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 do not take games lightly, you know. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of like students think, oh, it's a game, so it's easy. No, 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 no. Those <laughs> day, those days are done. Like yeah, it's. Games and film models are getting closer and closer and closer, right? Oh, yeah. Games are film using game technology, you know, and vice versa. Like it's it's getting harder and harder to look at the scene and say, "Oh, this is game or this is a movie." For the people who aren't in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So therefore, your expectation of I have to do less work is going to get thrown out of the window. It may be weeks away from being on par, you know what I mean? Seriously, um, seriously. And uh, like, let's say, like, I the way I texture all my characters is how I did when I was working at Luma. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's just a, how to show that, how actually that applies in games. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. you can you can work work in both medium and, and you will learn a lot. And, and it's not like they're so separate, like Larry was saying, like it's mm -hmm. super close, you know, one to another for sure. So besides, you know, obviously the stuff that people would expect, like ZBrush, you know, uh, Maya even, what would you say are the like top one, two tools that maybe you use most often 
to help your character models because there's a lot of tools that do similar things so i'm just looking to see i guess what your preference is like maybe even just texturing or maybe yeah. for doing normal maps i don't know i'm not the 3d artist i maybe say <laughs> stuff like normal maps larry i don't let's eat that's free now you know what i mean but like <laughs> what are the what are the two or three pieces of supporting software that really help you make great looking characters you know marmoset tool bag like where, mm, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. where what what do you use what's in your kit so yeah yeah people still use normal maps in the games uh Larry, yeah. <laughs> thank you all right uh <laughs> So I, I personally like I'm a I'm a big Mari guy. I love I love Mari, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and actually like one one of my students that um she she just got a job at a, at, a, at another big studio. She 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 came over uh on Saturday and she was showing me showing me her her new way of like baking no maps in mm-hmm. in Marmoset, and I was like holy fuck like you better like teach me in the class. So mm-hmm. I had her kind of like go into the projector and like mm-hmm. show, show the whole class how she's baking normal maps nowadays and everything. And uh, uh, something that I'll, I'll probably start doing from now on because the results were incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check so, her out. Yeah. So, so she's just uh, incredible. And her name is Diana. She's phenomenal. Shout out to Diana. I hope you hear this podcast. And, and uh, we were all super thankful in, in the class. Like people were taking notes and everything. Um, so I'll, I'll probably be doing that. It's just kind of like the perfect example of like, you know, the teacher is not, you don't only teach, but you also learn from your students as well, mm-hmm. you know, and she was, she was, she was a great, she was great for sure. That was probably great for her confidence too, you know, so early on to like, wow, I have faith in you. You show me something awesome. Show everyone, you know what I mean? Hell like, yeah. That's her moment of like, yes. <laughs> dude, and she dealt with it like a pro, man. She, yeah. She was like one, one in, she was in my class and maybe maybe two or three quarters ago and uh i knew you know like she was one of the students that you know like holy yeah. fuck like <laughs> she's gonna be great and she already she, yeah she already got landed a job staff mm-hmm. and everything and she's just 20 years old you know she's yeah, not even that's awesome the young buck <laughs> i came home i came home that day i fucking worked till like five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> like they're coming for me the young ones are coming for me they're right behind me yeah, yeah. i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> so this is a favorite question that we always ask uh to everyone right so you're you're at the bleeding edge right mm-hmm. god of war ps4 amazing huge milestone for games everywhere right where do you see Character art specifically, or overall, just character, just art. Where we're gonna be in the next five years, mm. either with the next system or whatever, right? No inside info, but let's just say, <laughs> like, yeah. How do you feel? What's what's gonna be the game changer? Um, Actually, fuck, man. I, I mean, I really like. Yeah, that's that's a very good question because I don't really know like what's gonna be the next big thing. I, I think if someone fixes how to do hair, mm. right? Yeah, that's low hanging fruit right there. If someone comes up with a kick ass easy solution for hair cards, mm. that that person is gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
because I, I, I'll pay top top dollar for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, to the layman and the Larrys out there, do you mind kind of kind of going like a little synopsis of what, what, what you're dealing with here right now that that's still frustrating? Well, that's, that's the funny thing, right? That whatever we're dealing with here now was the same shit that we're dealing with here fucking forever. It's just cards. Twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a technology that hasn't really improved, right? So like yeah. the the shaders have gotten better for sure. Um, but the, the actual making of it, dude, you still have to go there like with a card and an alpha and you start duplicating the fucking thing and with the soft selection. <laughs> and just hand start, Yeah, yeah. And, and you can, really? like, let's say, I, I have, uh, some people have done the fucking X-Gen thing and, and then it looks like, like a plastic, right? It looks, right, right. and you still have to go back in and uh, do it by hand, right, you know? Right. It, so if someone fixes that, uh, I think uh, it, it'll be definitely a game changer for sure. Mm-hmm. So and it's Sony, Sony is great because like whatever tool is out there, uh, and the artist needs it, they'll they'll give it to you. So it's right. like it's 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 a phenomenal place in that like oh, I say, yeah, Larry, it's like two thousand dollars <laughs> or something ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually bought this fucking software, and uh, I think I bought it. And then the next week, they had like a like a sixty percent off. Uh, oh man, yeah. I was so pissed, dude. But <laughs> whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds exciting that the um, the way you make art for both the film and game industry is finally at a crossroads of it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say games get more technical too because we have oh, yeah. like a, a system to account for instead of a render. Um, hair is still the same thing, which is unfortunate <laughs> to hear. Um, yep, yep, yep. Well, it, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go. Oh, it's, it's in the Unreal Engine coming out with like some like fur plugins or something. Yeah, have you? Seen I think the- so. I, I seen some of it. Um, it's always, it's the prof- proficiency, right? It's not like there's no like technique to make things better, but it's how it runs and how it. Dude, that is yep, that's true. That's the biggest problem right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's so actually- we're always limited by the yeah. console. You can make it look great in a screenshot, but can you get that screenshot to replicate sixty times in a second? <laughs> and can you justify that hair follicle? Uh, and minus all the environment behind it <laughs> because that's that's what we always get you know hey man there, there's the always like guys always get jived oh that's not true man like <laughs> I, I think there's always a, a nice nice uh friendly competition between the character yeah, guys yeah. and the, and the environments yeah. the, the environment guys want their environments to look phenomenal and of course, character guys want the the characters to be to be incredible. Uh, like the way I teach my class, and when I when I go to a Noman, I'm always like the first class. It's that I always think that characters are king. Okay, mm-hmm. over and and I do I do it. Let's say like I am the guy when I play a game and there's a an, an amazing environment. I fucking stop and I look around. Right, I mm-hmm. I, I am that guy, mm-hmm. but. I do think that characters are more important. <laughs> there you go. I have to. That's I have to. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm an environment artist. Exactly yeah. right. And, and and I tell them that when they go to their environment class, I expect the teacher to say that the environments are more important. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> it's the essential it's the quintessential you know character artists being like the statue and like you know with their leg up all posed like a god and stuff and then the environment are the guys like well we're trying to make everything run <laughs> and govern <laughs> govern everything to make sure everything runs all right so, so like I, I would say like the mentality of, the, of an environment guy is it's probably maybe like i guess more game ready or something you know like like mm-hmm. we we like you guys think about optimizing shit since the beginning and mm-hmm. everything has to be optimized and work and reusable and and we don't really think that way you know yeah, we're, yeah we're, i can tell <laughs> <laughs> we're more in the like man don't fucking tell me what to do <laughs> this, this character Guys. this character needs it all right this <laughs> Kratos has a lot of hair. He needs it, right? I, I, I will not remove it for a rock. <laughs> like, look, we made him bald so we can give him twice as much beard, okay? So yeah. let me put in these beard cards. This is next gen. Exactly, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, and and uh, if, you're, if you're around shopping and everything, right, um, and you see a game, most likely there is uh, a character in there mm-hmm. and you're going to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brandon. I know you're, you're <laughs> Well, speaking of run, uh, Mr. Valdez, I'm looking at the time and it says that we've been podcasting for over an hour. So, you know, I, I hate to do this to you, but Brandon and I are going to go take a break. We're going to, you know, refill our coffee mugs and we're going to just let you have free access on the mics. You can talk directly to our audience to promote, to shout out, raise awareness, or, you know, to just draw some attention into something that you're involved in or something that you think needs to have the spotlight. So without further ado, sir, the floor is yours. Cool. You want me to go? Yeah, go, man. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. All right. <laughs> you should have given me a heads up. Uh, shit, I, I don't really got much to uh, to promote or anything like that. Um, you know, you can obviously check my website or if you have any questions or industry advice or anything like that, I'm more, more than happy to, to do that for any of you viewers or even if you're Brandon, uh, mm-hmm. need help in life, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, How'd you know? <laughs> you, you can give me a, a call. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I will say it again, just in case maybe the, the stream didn't, didn't get it. Um, for any anybody that really wants to get in the industry or not, right? To make sure that um, you know there there are going to be bad days and there are going to be good days, right? But you better fucking love your craft. You you better yeah. love what you do. And if you ever feel like you, you're getting a little bit sad or things are not um, and you're liking, make sure you do a self evaluation uh, and uh, you check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> That's the B-Boy coming back out. There you go. Brandon fam, Eric Valdez, I got to say it to your brother. Your models are tight. I'm Larry Charles, and I'm saying goodnight. This is Brandon fam. See you guys next week. Goodnight, boys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.